A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew, and welcome to a Beef Brothers Cold Cuts, and a very exciting Ooh. one because we've got a fantastic guest, Katie Wicks. Katie, yeah, Wicks absolutely is here. right. Katie Wicks, who we remembered over the course of recording this, was one of our first ever guests on Flatshare London. I think she did the second episode, maybe. So all those years ago. So it's fantastic to have her back on um, the other side of her writing a novel and becoming a published author or writing a memoir. So uh, very exciting to have her back, and it's worth saying some really, really good beefs oh, in this yeah. one. Yes. So if very you've got any beefs. beefs, yeah, if you've got any beefs in your own life, if you have a problem with the people you're living with, your partner, your flatmate, then get in touch at the usual email, which is beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's the one. Who can, an, an unforgettable email. An unforgettable email. <laughs> beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch today and, uh, yeah, and tell us what you're up to. Um, also, if you like Beef Brothers Cold Cuts, we are doing a live stream of Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. This is very exciting. We've never done this before because we've done our we've done our flat share slam downs over Zoom, but this is a live stream where we're going to have a variety of guests. They're going to solve a beef and then set up a beef for the next comedian to solve, and then it's going to be a little link. So we're calling it Beef Brothers Cold Cuts Sausage Link. There is a link to tickets, a sausage link to tickets, uh, in the show notes for the show. You can find it on our Twitter or our Facebook or our Instagram. But the guests are oh. absolutely out of this world. Prime they are, cuts. They are absolutely brilliant. We have got James Acaster. We've got Darren Harriet. We have got Lou Sanders. We have got... Ed Gamble. We've got Fatia El Ghori. And Athena Kublenyu. It's going to be a good show. We might even add more names. I don't know. But that's pretty good, isn't it? That's going oh, to be some, some good be, people. It's going to be astonishingly good. So that's on May 23rd, Sunday night. Uh, get your tickets now. It's going to be starting, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock in the evening, uh, London time. So it should be a, a really fun way to, to spend your Sunday. Um, but let's get on with the episode, shall we? Oh, yes, please. Well, if you've got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you. Beef from the sorting out your beef. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for asking me to come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the first time you've ever been on our show? Is it the first time you said a sentence out loud, I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First time speaking, long time listener, first time speaking, <laughs> yeah. big fan of the show. Because um, you came on Flat Chest Lambdown years ago, didn't you? I thought you said Flat Chest Lambdown. Um, yeah, that's what we call it, we, Flat yeah. Chest Lambdown, yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought, I thought I'd dreamt that. that yeah, was, I that, think that, you that were on our second happen, right? ever episode, something like but that. But honestly, it, it was probably yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing this for ten years, so it's been a sip about of water. ten years. Ago, I don't yeah. want to annoy anyone. No, you, no, don't have have to, you don't have to. You don't have to announce it every time you have a sip of water. Yes. Just go, just, just have a sip. Well, yeah, but 
I've got into trouble in the past for eating a carrot on a podcast. I didn't want there to be a sort of ASMR well, that nightmare was the, for someone. That was the, the podcast hosted by a load of rabbits. And you really distracted them. You really put them off, constantly munching away on a carrot. They couldn't focus on the questions they had prepared. Um, I, it was, yeah, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? And I remember it was live. It was somewhere. And uh, yeah, that's all I remember about it. Yeah. It was live and it was somewhere. It was probably the the new Red Lion, I think, in Angel. Yeah, that it's sounds that. right. Yeah, it was it was a while ago. God, we've um, been in each other's lives yeah. a long time, guys. <laughs> yeah, a little. This is the reason can, we've can you, got you here. Can, We're cutting can, you out. Can, can you try and not say that so forlornly? Can you? Like, <laughs> But we're at the age, aren't we, where nostalgia's all we've got. <laughs> You've heard the podcast before, though. I, I didn't mean it. You know, they, say, it. they say you do puppies podcast twice in your career. I, I would love it if you'd have finished that. <laughs> once on the way out, once in the pandemic. I'd love it if you'd have finished that sentence and then just interview and come a carrot that you just took a bite on. <laughs> nostalgia's all we've got, Doc. Oh, no, but there's been a lot of... Um, don't you think, though, in lockdown, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, looking back I mean, over I, your life. I, I, I felt the um, that sentiment of like us being in each other's lives. There was a comedian who was um, had like a spot of Ill- illness and was kind of going through it and recovered. And I saw them in Edinburgh and like he told me about it. And I said, like, it is funny because like every summer in Edinburgh, we'd like instead of going on family holidays, we would go up to Edinburgh and all be there together through like really formative years of our life. And it's like, you know, that's when everyone else goes off and spends time with their family. And that's what we would be doing. And that's gone on for like 10, 15 years. It's, it is pretty incredible. Really? There's there's a bond there. Mate. Yeah. That is, I mean, yes. It's also, also, no one goes on holiday with their families once they hit 18 apart from you. Yeah. But you, but you know that was what? The only bit I wasn't sure about. It's, but it's Edinburgh is longer than a family holiday, right? And also, I would say probably a bit more stressful than a family holiday. So it's almost like you, you know, it's it's rather than saying it's like a family holiday, it's like every summer we go to war. You, know? you, you go, you go. Oh, what are you doing with your summer? Oh, I'm going up to be in a war zone with a bunch of people. I've I've grown to I've grown to love. You know, in a sort of weird Stockholm syndrome kind of way. It's quite romantic, actually, when we think about it like that, isn't it? Yeah, it I is. Mean, yeah, I think of it quite romantically. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. So, no, let's not. <laughs> we we can't go back. Um, so, uh, obviously, yeah. this is a, a flat it share. It's a flat share basis. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to work out Sorry. how to shift the gears between me Sorry, saying it was I'm like lying. a war, Tom saying it's quite romantic. I'm thinking, well, is that romantic? Is war romantic? It was you know. like a war. I never We've saw all... you with a poppy on though. Yeah. Any Edinburgh. That's a good point. That's a good point. Whereas you, you were on the streets handing them out, weren't you? A lot a lot of people said you should have been flyering. <laughs> Those Every are your flyers. Of my posters had a poppy on. Every Katie every Wicks, year. L- lest we in case someone said Katie this is Wicks, like a war. lest we forget, in the attic at eleven o'clock is <laughs> starts with a two minute silence and finishes with one as well, upsettingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. What's your walk-on music? Well, this year I'm using the last post. I'm playing it on guitar. I'm going to give it a good go. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah. Right, so um, what kind of a flatmate are you? We've obviously, we've, we've been up to Edinburgh with you. We've never lived in a flat with you. What kind of a person are you to live with? Can't you just play the episode <laughs> from 12 years ago? <laughs> are you still, do you think... Well, we should, and I'll just interject. Oh, I tell you what, yeah. how about this then? How have, how have you changed as a flatmate in the last 10 years? Um, what, like as in imagining I'm a flatmate kind yeah. of thing? But is it different if you lived with... Is a flatmate if you you if you if live with your partner? Oh, yeah, 100%. Does that still count as being a flatmate? Oh, okay. Flatmate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm... I think I'm pretty self-contained kind of a person. I'm pretty good. I'm and self-contained in, in what way? You keep, you keep yourself to you keep yourself to yourself. You're very neat and tidy. Yeah, okay. like I don't sweat very much. I don't. <laughs> I. You're one of the people people who never you don't shed any dead skin, do you? Like like Prince Prince, Prince Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the the gym this morning and uh, I was saying exactly this to my friend that I don't sweat very much. And then you also do. don't exercise um, very much either. Yeah, you I'm go just... to the gym, you just watch people <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> that's why um i think i'm pretty considerate and um yeah i mean i'm a bit messy but um i think i'm pretty good on the whole i'm pretty what? um like in my own world and what yeah so like you're you're messy and you don't talk to people is yeah that what you're saying? yeah <laughs> so if that's what you're looking for then you're perfect yeah exactly what kind of mess? Um, that's a good question. It Thank feels you. really revealing. I <laughs> um, I have a habit of like leaving toothpaste in this this like you know wow. blobs of it in the sink. Oh dear. I know, I know, but it's because I'm always late and I'm always in a hurry, and I'm still getting used to this new idea of leaving the house. I thought you were going to oh, say yeah. cleaning your teeth. Um, <laughs> this newfangled yeah. science. Of... And um, so I'm always just sort of rushing, and I sort of clean it really quickly with my finger. Then I think I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tonight, and then I I just sort of forget, and someone else does it. But um, I, I do have a habit of doing that. I have a habit of taking my contact lenses out and then leaving them in places and they've dried and crusted onto the varnish of a table or they've dried onto a surface. Yeah, that's a, that's, that happens in our household as well. I'm obviously a glasses wearer, but my wife is contacts and yeah, you'll just find them everywhere. Yeah. These little yeah. crispy things. Yeah, because and... now I can afford dailies. I'm yeah. just going wild and wearing them all the time. <laughs> and... Um, yeah. I, I love it. My wife it, leaves but, the little. Um, I, yeah, not only yeah. does she leave her contacts places, she also leaves the little plastic cups that they come in oh. with the still with it, still with a little oh, bit of water. Right, yeah. Every, yeah. Everywhere, saline everywhere. solution. Yeah. My, my life yeah. is dealing with yeah. dailies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I mean, I'll do. I leave the washing. Up. I don't. I never do the washing up immediately. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it a couple of hours. I really hate. Any, I really hate housework. I really resent it. I really hate domestic stuff. I, I'll do like one big tidy. I'll find like an, I'll find a really a podcast I'm really looking forward to. Yes, thank you. Like this one. Oh wow! Wow! Couldn't even get through it with a straight face. <laughs> one of our, one of Sorry. our, one of the great actors of our generation. <laughs> And here she is, unable to convincingly say that she's going to enjoy her podcast. No, I, the reason I was laughing was because I knew it was going to sound so fake. That's why I was laughing. And then I'll have like a really big tidy. I'll have like a scooch about, pick things up. 
and I'll have this sort of system where I can't, when I'm in the tidy, it needs to be really sort of economical use of time. So I'll have a, if I walk past something, I have to pick something up and move it as I'm going past and take something else for knowing that I'm going to walk back into the bedroom in, in a second. So when I'm tidying, it's very, um, I'm, you know, it's like really layered, layered thinking as I'm so going. Like- She's, it's like the the bag of grain fox and a chicken kind of yes exactly <laughs> exactly I'm like oh I'll pick that up because I'm going to move that and I'm as, I'll drape that on my arm for when I'm yes. going via the loo to there but I like that I I'll like sort that. of putting stuff all over you know like there's always yeah. stuff putting something over a shoulder just think that's yeah, that's on like, the shoulder now that's... I live in a flat so I don't have stairs but. Like it's it's such a strong childhood memory of my mum taking uh, asking me to take something upstairs, and I would just put it on the stairs yeah, for next yeah. time I'm going up, and then someone would trip over it and I get shouted at. So I kind of miss not having stairs to put stuff on. You get a ladder. Yeah, it's nothing sure, stopping me. Nothing stopping you getting a little ladder, pushing stuff on. Get a step ladder. Yeah. Um, a contact. That's very IKEA, isn't it? Yeah, plant. Pot on a ladder. That's very yeah, IKEA that's to me. It's it, 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 that smacks of um, sort of changing rooms as well. Oh that yeah, like which apparently is coming back. I hope so. <laughs> well, I I mean, about about a year ago, I was I was doing an interview for something, and they said to me, "Which TV program would you bring back?" And I said, "Changing Rooms." And then I saw a month later, like a month if ago, it's it. happening, and I sort wow. of can't help but think that it, I there is no it. dream. I'm just saying. You'd quite like to see bad ones back. <laughs> do, you, do you mind just saying it out loud? Are you a witch? <laughs> you know what I'd love is... to see back with a new Whoa. cast is bad <laughs> Oh, oh <laughs> no. Oh. oh, she's done it. Oh. I've done you. Curses. <laughs> oh, my God. You've been absolutely wicked there, guys. Absolutely wicked. <laughs> From the sorting out your beef. Right, should we get into some of these yeah. beefs? Because uh, oh, the listeners will thank us for that. You know, we we're not chat. getting any younger, are we? No, exactly. No. It's been ten <laughs> years. No we've got to at least read one beef. Not getting any younger. <laughs> no, nostalgia is all we have. Let's get into the beefs. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, give us one of yours. Oh wow, I, this is an absolute. This a beef that could not be more up my alley. A Tom Hanks beef from Danny wow. via Beef Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. Hello, puppies, and very special guest. Oh, very nice. I have a beef, and you may be my only hope. After watching the t- sorry, after watching the terminal on Christmas Day. It's not a great Christmas <laughs> film, is it? After watching the terminal on Christmas oh, Day. <laughs> really got me as well. I wasn't expecting that. Terminal on Christmas Day. We've done the turkey. We've had the Queen's speech. Should we play charades? No, no. Let's watch the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> um, after watching the terminal on Christmas Day, my housemate, brackets wife, and I embarked on a quest to make 2020 the year of the Hanks, oh. working our way through the full filmography of everyone's favourite big screen star. With approximately should, should, 53... Should we tell him the year is 2021? Does he want to tell Danny that? Because he's he's missed his chance. If he's trying to make 2020 the year of the Hanks. I think, I tell you what, 2020 will be remembered for one thing and it won't be Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks well, was certainly he, part of the story. He, he, he started say, it. He, he, well, let's not he say he celeb- started it. He's he not was a celebrity patient hero. He wasn't in the wet market chewing down on yeah, a bag. He was, he was the, the airport spreading it all around the place. 
Do you think that's how the pandemic story is going to be told in years to come? So Tom Hanks, right, started this virus. Tom Hanks sneezed on his wife. He got it early on. Okay, so he did. Very he was early, early doors. He was. That's when people yeah. started taking Once it seriously. Once the celebs got involved. Um, <laughs> with approximately 50... And also, something specific about mm. Hanks. You know, like if it had been... Um, let's think. If it had yeah. been Nicolas yeah. Cage... I don't think people oh, would have yeah. been particularly worried. People have been like, oh, Nicolas Cage has got a cold. Um, it's because it's he's like, every, you know, he's basically, he's, he's, he's the everyone. world's uncle, isn't yeah. he, Tom Hanks? Mm. Yeah. He's sort of, everyone has a real personal sort of connection to, to, to Tom Hanks. It's a real I, kind of, you I feel, feel like you know him. You feel like he's your mate. What? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. What? I mean, it's hard to say what makes you feel so neutral. Cause I'm not just really feel, a fan at all. I just think, but, yeah, there he goes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good there acting. There he goes. Fine. Yeah. That's it. I'd take that as a review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if someone said, "Yeah, that's good acting for you, Tom," you'd be you delighted. Like recasting battles, mate. No matter what. Hey, Katie, I saw Tom Hanks oh, yeah. in Edinburgh once. I was out on. Yeah, he walked past me. I was over in Newtown, and he walked past me. And I had flyers in my bag. And by the time he'd gone past me, I was like, fucking hell, I could fly a Tom Hanks here. So I kind of pursued him a little bit. Uh, he turned off into the Scotsman Hotel before oh, I could get to him. That does sound it's like not, a it's war, not a... to be fair. <laughs> it's well, not a great panic, right? I wonder what he was, what he was doing, <laughs> why he was there. Scot- have you ever yeah, been, we'll have you ever stayed know. in the Scotsman? No. no. Have you? Yeah, it was, it was, it was oh, different world. Different world. So, in what, what were the circumstances? I don't remember. I think <laughs> I, I don't remember, or I do, and I'm too embarrassed to say. It's it's. I didn't pay for That's it. The second one, isn't it? I went there right, because someone right. else was staying there. It, it wasn't just one of those stories. Uh, yeah. So, okay. hang on. Are you Tom Hanks's mistress? <laughs> is no, that why, neutral is about that it. Why you, is that why you feel nothing when you watch him on the <laughs> screen? Like it does protest too much. I've I feel nothing for him. That's why I was saying it because I'm trying to hide all the feelings. Move on. I've I don't. Nothing. I don't feel it, man. Hank squirrelled you into the Scotsman under a blanket. Can I just say, firstly, Katie's crying now. She's crying uncontrollably, and she is. She snapped that carrot in half. <laughs> he said, "There's a guy following Gosh. me on the roll mile with flyers in his bag." Quick, <laughs> crack open the minibar. <laughs> it was that thing where, you know, the thing that happens only in films is like, quick, kiss me, pretend to be my girlfriend. But then that lasted yeah. for four nights. Four nights in the Scotsman. <laughs> you, you four, four passionate nights. In, well, with, like, yeah. like, like Tom Hanks in the terminal, you were in trapped the in the special view of the castle suite. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Anyway. We could write a film about it and call it The Scotswoman. It's a nice twist. Yeah, okay, so um, it's a little twist. Um, so anyway, he's got the year wrong, but 2021 is going to be the year of the Hanks. So with approximately 53 movies to his name, it's an achievable goal. And we've kept to par so far with nine watched by the middle of February. We breezed through big. Philadelphia. Can you breeze through Philadelphia? I don't think you can breeze through Bick. I don't think you can breeze through Philadelphia. It's a we classic breeze. romp, isn't it? When I think of 
When I think of a laugh a minute fast, I always think... It's a real <laughs> Sunday afternoon what? film, isn't it? What's your favourite screwball comedy? Well, obviously, it's going to have to be Philadelphia. We breezed through Big Philadelphia, Castaway, The Green Mile, etc. <laughs> then got super romantic on Valentine's Day with... The terminal. <laughs> All of the big holidays. It's Christmas. It's the terminal. Valentine's Day is the terminal. Easter no. Sunday. Um, we got super romantic on Valentine's Day with you've got mail. Personally, I think you should have gone for sleepless in Seattle. Here comes the beef. My strategy to ensure we tick everything off the Hanks list is to get through a few duds now. Let's get bad Hanks out the way with angels and demons, Cloud Atlas and the Lady Killers over the next few weeks before returning to some top Hanks. My wife begs to differ, wanting to go straight to Apollo 13, Forrest Gump and Captain Phillips. I fear we'll peak too soon and not leave ourselves anything to look forward to later in the year. We've hit an impasse and I'm concerned we'll fall behind schedule, especially when we're allowed out of the house again to do something other than watch movies. So and, who's and right? Es- and especially when you realise you're a year out already. <laughs> I mean, if you, yeah, you're 12 so months who, behind on your schedule already. So. so who's right? How can we create the optimum Hanks schedule? Please help, Pappies. I basically had no. this exact discussion just yesterday, no but about food. You know when you like leave. What do you eat? You're the trying to worst eat every one of of your meal first or last. So like, oh yeah, that, the I, salad. I know what you mean. Like, if do you save you, it to the end eating, or that's no, you 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 mix it in the middle, right? Surely. And is that oh, what you're going to suggest um, we've just found a third for option. the films? One bad one, one good one. Well, that's exactly what I, that's exactly See, what I was going to suggest. I'm quite into delayed yeah. gratification. I really get off on it. So <laughs> I I would get That's why you it's why you put things on the yeah, stairs I would to take get, them out I, later. See if he's if his it's the phrase whatever he said rattled through. So he's not really watching them like you know, with great care. So I think just well, stick on the bad ones and get your admin through, done. Yeah. And then like have something to look forward to. That's what that's what I'd do. But I think one good one one bad one is quite a good system. I think I, yeah, I've sure. got a suggestion. Go I've on. got a suggestion which I think is too late because they've already leapt in willy nilly in terms of order. But I would have I would go for the system. Do chronologically yep. working front to back and back to front to alternate nights. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's really good. So say on the Saturday you do Tom Hanks's first novel. Uh, sorry, first <laughs> film. Novel. On the Wednesday, short stories. On the Wednesday, you do his latest. They're short stories, aren't they? So, like on the yeah, on the Saturday you do his first film. On on the Wednesday you would do his latest film. Then you do his second film. Then you and you'd work back da- up up yeah. the list and down the list. And I think by doing that, you're not already because I think one of the problems here is you're all saying. Do a bad film, then a good film. Well, if you're pre-deciding that a yeah, film is bad, you're right. you're then right. you're, you're not going to go into Angels and Demons with an open mind, <laughs> which I did. And let me tell you, I, I went into it with an open mind at four o'clock in the morning and I quite enjoyed well, that's it. it. I was, that's I all was I'm saying. Say, I quite yeah. enjoyed The Lady Killers. I mean, they might have yeah d- different you know taste as well. They might have different opinions on what's good and bad. Or, yeah, the other thing I'd say is go for alphabetical from now on. That's good. And therefore, it's just an arbitrary order. They're coming as the alphabet dictates. 
and then you don't know That's what's going to be the but last film. But I think film. psychologically, people need something to look forward to at the moment. So would you? Yeah, I mean, like, I I think what I would have done is left knowing you're going to finish. On Make big. sure you finish on a. On, I, I think, exactly. Yeah. On a like literally, big one. yeah. Finish well, then, big. Pl- pluck. Lovely, lovely. Pluck out a, f- a film that you know yeah. you're you're both going to enjoy. Decide together and go right. Well, we'll put that one to one side, and then we'll, em- we'll employ the system, the chronological system. I think okay, that's really well, good. Put it in the it, safe. It's almost like watching them. It's watching them at random a little bit. Your your system, Parry, but it but it isn't quite. Um, but at the same time, it, it's so because it, the, the one thing this should be a fun venture, yeah. right? For Danny and his partner, this should be fun. But it seems like already it's becoming a bit of a sort of chore and a bit of a bugbear. That's not what you want. So remove the remove that element of thought, you know, remove that element of decision, can, and you yeah. can just you can just have fun. So you know, what, what is it tonight? We know it's angels and demons. Yeah. Ah, well. Can we can we go can we go one better, guys? Can we recommend the Hanks film that they saved till last? If we make that decision for Ooh. them, we the, we know the ones that they've already seen, right? Yeah. So can we? So Charlie Wilson's War is up for grabs. Charlie guys. Wilson's War's going in. <laughs> Absolutely right. I do like uh, Charlie Wilson's War. I did have a good time. I couldn't t- tell you what it was about. I've definitely seen it. Couldn't with a gun to my head tell you who Charlie Wilson was or why he had a war. That's he was horrible. Did he go to Edinburgh? Did he? Yeah. Was it, was, it about his, was it about his first Edinburgh? What about Larry Crown? No. You ever seen that no. one? No. What's Larry Crown? It's the one where he's riding a motorbike with Julia Roberts on the back. I think that's just the poster. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the film. It is the poster. Um, okay, so, uh, Casey Wicks, you famously feel nothing towards Tom Hanks, but is there a Tom Hanks film that holds a special place in your heart that you would recommend it's a struggle. for these good people that we can... I can't think of a single... Tom Hanks film that I feel really, really excited about seeing right now, that I feel really passionate about. I've got quite pretentious film tastes, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> but I mean, what? you know, there, 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 are, there are some ones that, you know, e- even people with, who are quite pretentious might enjoy. You know, surely you're surely asleep in Seattle, right? I saw it once years ago. I, I, I've got no, I've got no desire to see it again. Uh, Probably... Dragnet. Uh, the only thing. Obviously, Dragnet was, about, was that, that like? Was, was he in Turner and Hooch? Was that him? He was in Turner and Hooch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Philadelphia. I've got I quite pretentious taste. Loving uh, Philadelphia. About... I'd watch that I again. I was gonna say what. I would make a case for the Toy Story trilogy. Oh, I forgot about that. So I saw my first. No, I saw the first one when it came out, but that's the last time I saw a Toy Story, and then I was made to watch all the others at Christmas, the and thing. I loved them. I did love them. Yeah, They're I great. really love them. Here's the thing, yeah. though. Do you watch those very, in order? Very, very tight plotting. Yeah. Just stop at three, Maybe though, isn't finish it? on the stop fourth. Yeah. Yes. I really, I really enjoyed them. Why? Yeah, well, you, or you just finish on I'd three? I'd end on, toy st- on a Toy Story, yeah. Definitely. I've decided. End on Toy Story great. 3. So you're saying... So the, the rules are you end on Toy Story 3. So you're putting one to end on. That's Toy Story 3. You're putting one that you're not going to watch at all. You're just going to disclude it. Um, and that's going to be Toy Story 4. And then everything else, you're going from back to front and front to back. Just think about how they're going to finish their Tom Hanks year. They, no, I mean, it's, it's a spoiler, but if you imagine the last scene of Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah. That is how you're finishing. So you're literally saying goodbye to Woody. It's- there, there will not be a dry eye in that house. What happens in four? Where's the one where they go to the other, the other? What happens in four? 
that's th- that's three. Four is the one with um, uh, with four. <laughs> oh, yeah, it. I haven't seen four yet. I haven't seen four. Oh, Fucking spoiler alert! There's a fork in it. Um, Great. But again, yeah, I think you're absolutely Beautiful. right. Discount that one. I Learn when I, to stop. I think that's beef. Solved. Yeah, I love it. Beef from the sorting out your beef. Solved. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dear Beef Boys and Guest, that's me. My neighbour, John, not his real name, does some sort of shift work, leaving at 4am and returning about 2pm in the afternoon. Over the last couple of years, his car has occasionally woken me up, at which point I would smugly think, another three hours in bed, and promptly fall back to sleep. During lockdown three, however, John appears to have had a midlife crisis slash breakdown and bought a motorbike. Not just any motorbike, a big stupid red thing that sounds like a firework display every time he starts it up. It's so loud that it shocks me awake every day and could be heard roaring away for a good half a mile until it disappears up the nearest A road. And I'm so angry by this point that I can't get back to sleep. It's become so unbearable that I often automatically wake up a few minutes before he turns the thing on, riddled with furious anxiety. I know it's also affecting my elderly neighbours who have, this is in capitals, started going to bed earlier to accommodate their rude awakening. (laughs) Beef bros, what can I do? He must know how, how antisocial it is, but am I really in a position to ask someone to change their vehicle, even if it's a stupid piece of tin? I've considered setting fire to it. But he'd only buy something even worse with the insurance money. So what's the point? Any advice greatly appreciated. Claire, not her real name. Wow. Woo-hoo. That's tight. That is a beefy, beefy beef. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, you've got to feel for the guy automatically. As soon as I heard he's got yeah. a 4 a.m. start, I thought... That's really tough on a person, and I pre- I, and I, I appreciate that. Obviously, you know, when you're waking up half the neighbourhood, that's not fair. Yeah. But they have the opportunity to go back to bed, and they even if they can't sleep, they can lie in bed. I, for I don't know. Three hours. He's off there. At the I cold get it, phase, but I I'm you know. really sensitive to noise, and the first thing I'd say to her it, in <laughs> in the short term, she wants to get earplugs, but the trick is. To yeah. find, it took me ages to find the right earplugs because I've got really small ear canals, and loads of them really hurt. So I had, to, I get special ones oh. off the internet, and they are so comfortable. And now I'm fine. It won't, it won't 
solve the problem, but it might stop the like the shock, the abruptness of it mm. when the. So that's the first thing. But I actually do think that if he's forcing an elderly couple to go to bed earlier, and that it is, you know, she could call, like, I can't remember what they're called, the people you call the eighty when there's when they when your neighbour's making noise. The council, citizens' the advice. Because I do oh, think right. that it is there's well there's there's a certain amount of decibel, isn't there? That if you go over, it's illegal. But I don't know what yes, the number is. I wondered if that was the case. There's a guy. There's a guy th- four or five streets away from us, who's got a motorbike like that, and I just think those vehicles are the personification of selfishness. They are the embodiment of. A person who is not thinking about anyone else other than themselves. They're not thinking about the planet. Mm. They're not thinking about their neighbours. All they do is they think they look cool because they're sat on something loud. And it's I mean, the <laughs> thing is, though, we don't know what this guy does. He might be saving lives. He might be. It might be like organ, you know, donor box on the back of a motorbike. And as you say, it's grim waking up at that time. I, but if there's, couldn't he just walk the bike? To like far away and then start it or something. Walk the bike. Walk the bike to some yeah. fields. Walk the bike to work. My, my dad. Then... <laughs> my dad. My dad used to have a motorbike that you had to pedal to wow. get started. So he'd pedal it down the road and then kick yeah. it in. But I don't think these kind of people want those kind of bikes. It's these kind of people think that they're doing something big and clever. And they want everyone to see. And it's pathetic. I mean, yeah. can I just say one, one thing? And I know I, I keep sort of being the sort of counterpoint to this, but... Um, Have the, you bought uh, a motorbike? Probably. I've recently got a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've got a motorbike and I'm doing shift work. That's two things you should know about me. Um, I do, but, well, no, I do know you did ride a motorbike along a beach on your honeymoon and you've never felt so alive. Um... That is that true? Is, it was. It was. It wasn't my honeymoon, but yes, I definitely. I did. I had had. A, I got a small moped and, and rode it round um, the island of Fukuok uh, in See, Vietnam. See, I, I rode a bike in um, in East Africa once, and I scraped my knee because he went. The driver went so like on its side that my knee scraped oh, so close on the, to the pavement on yeah. the ground. It was. It was fucking horrible, actually. Oh. It's really scary. Well, do you think this is what we? Do you think this is what needs to happen to this guy? He needs a wake up call, like a really yeah. scrape. I mean, the, the thing I'm wondering <laughs> if is could... if the guy, if the guy isn't, if he isn't aware of the the sort of suffering and stress he's causing, he might sort of go, "Oh shit, I had no idea that you know that I was." So maybe it's worth saying something to him. It might. This might be a thing to communicate. I was also going to say that, like going going to bed earlier. I know Claire has written this in all caps, like it's a really bad thing. It's lovely. That's lovely, isn't it? Going what to time did she say it goes off? Three a.m. Four a.m. Four a.m. Yeah, it's too early. I, I get like if you, I, I really get early. the thing of not being able to go back to sleep because you're so churned up of you know the the injustice of being woken up. But earplugs might help. I think you should smash up his fucking bike. <laughs> it's pathetic. But then what it's would he pathetic. get? A, mo- a motorboat? <laughs> go down the street on a motorboat. He's there trying to trying to start, out, uh, start up an outboard yeah. motor every morning. That's going to be a pain, isn't it? What about, you know that bit in Beverly Hills Cop where they put a banana in his tailpipe? Yes. 
maybe and if every single maybe like a little bit of a cheeky bit of sabotage might cheeky send bit a, of criminal a message yeah well, what are well, your thoughts well, the on bike this bike explode? I was wondering is can you get like dampeners for a bike or have I have I made made this up oh that's yeah, but these people want bikes that allow. We don't they, know that about. This is him, like though. a choice. I, I, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you buy that, if you buy that vehicle, it's not going to be a surprise to him that he's bought a big. But what if it's the quickest way of him getting to work? At four o'clock in the morning, the roads what if are he empty. Can't drive. He could. Well, he should be on a motorbike. <laughs> what if, for some reason, he can drive a motorbike but not a car, and we don't know why? He's got really wide legs. Those people aren't. (laughs) He can't close his legs because his balls are too big. And he wants the whole world to know, so he's bought a load motorbike. Listen, legs akimbo, get on public transport and have a seat to yourself. Take two seats to yourself. It's better for the planet and it's quieter. These motorbike people, honestly, they have to stay out. You've never never sounded so middle aged, Tom, and I love it. One of my best friends just no, bought a No, they're motorbike. all middle-aged. All the motorbike people are middle-aged. They're all, they've are all they got the kind of income that they can spend on a motorbike and they think it's their last hurrah and they think they can still be young if they splash the cash on an expensive machine. They can stand outside and clean on a Sunday. It's the middle-aged people that are the problem. <laughs> Pathetic. Have you ever had one of those like motorbike taxis that they send oh, to, to no. take you across London? Oh, yeah, where well, you've, you've got to sit with your arms around somebody. Oh terrifying i hated it hated every second and they can chat to you through a little um yeah <laughs> a, like little a little mic, mic. <laughs> a little mic yeah they can they can ask it makes it yeah, worse yeah. in a way are you all right and you're like no i'm not all right <laughs> really this scared. is awful <laughs> i really I wish i could have just gotten scared in there that i don't want to hug you yeah um so what is our solution tom you've obviously gone you've gone sort of ballistic on this because obviously this is very close literally close to home for you um you're you're thinking stick a, a banana in the tailpipe smash it up whereas katie's gone for a more sort of sober have a little chat with him and see if he realizes the kind of noise and he's earplugs. Making. And, and earplugs and, ear, and, and earplugs. work and on your council. own anxiety yeah and talk to the neighbors and say should we all approach them together unionize yeah, I, th- I think i think I, ch- I think a chat first and if he doesn't listen then passive aggressive note on well, the bike. I think one of those what about one of those spiker things that you throw across the road in a police chase bad <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking let's hear let's hear your rev around now buster um is there any way of making it like I mean, like it maybe it. if you watch all of like making it funny <laughs> <laughs> the idea of smashing up somebody's property and possibly killing him in you know so it fits into a comedy podcast um, i don't know like if you start watching like all the sons of anarchy or kind of you know those kind of 70s uh uh motorbike films easy like easy rider that kind of thing yeah 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 you might just like every time you hear it you'll have like a, a good feeling <laughs> So what you, what you're, you're saying if you can't That's beat him, good. join him. Become, well, become a bike like control. You initiate a Pavlovian <laughs> yeah. response. Watch Easy Rider and eat cake. And then yeah. keep doing that and until when you wake up. It's not a bad like, idea oh, if, a if they start... 
if if she starts making a louder noise at around two thirty a.m. into oh. his letterbox, just as retaliation every it's day. Got, I think letterbox is a good one because you don't want to make a noise that's louder that's going to wake up the elderly neighbours who are already going yeah, to see every exactly. water. You've that's got what to, like, to counteract. Buys their own massive bike <laughs> and drives them off at various points throughout the day. They just become a com. They just become a convoy. What about they'll just, you? Yeah, they'll just ride every- to work with him in a ride out. <laughs> everybody on the street. This is good. Everybody on the street gets a bike. They all go out at three fifty-five. They rev their engines together. Then half of them, well, more than half of them, most of them, then get to go back to bed and have no, those delicious no, they, drinks. No, they, es- they escort it him to work. Reminds me. Someone, um, one of my siblings, sent me a news story. And it was from the like close to the place where we grew up, just outside of Cardiff. And some like two boys had been arrested because they'd they'd like driven around this village shouting at like five in the morning, wakey wakey, <laughs> through one of those loud nailers, and they'd been arrested. <laughs> made me laugh so much. It was so puerile, but it's the sort of thing I would have done when wakey, I was like eighteen. Wakey dared each other to, sh- to yell wakey wakey into a loud inhaler wakey wakey can you great. imagine how pissed off he would be shouting wakey 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 it's so good maybe that's the answer and then having to like tell to, the police to, that that's to what counteract it the police make them go out and go with a loud inhaler and say sleepy sleepy <laughs> sing a lullaby yeah oh it was really good um, so I think that's the answer. Then you go, you go and shout "wakey wakey." You wakey wakey him up at three. <laughs> yeah, On the days he's not working, wakey, you wakey, wakey wakey him. On the days he is working, he <laughs> wakey wakey you. Or or convoy. I mean, I I I've got, I think there's something nice about the whole street. You know, like the whole street sending. I tell you who isn't going to say that. Captain Planet. Yeah, you're right. You Captain right. Planet isn't going to like all these motorbikes, mate. No, maybe yeah. you, maybe instead of just motorbikes? get the bikes, I, put, put the uh, the the cards in the spokes because those are loud. You just yeah. ban motorbikes, basically, is the answer to this, and everyone should be on board with this. They're a blight <laughs> on our society. I think they're dangerous. There's I, there isn't anything right with them, apart okay. from that they look really sexy and cool. Is that being they sold? Should, that, they should be ornamental. <laughs> I've never seen you so passionate yeah. about anything, Tom. This is this is really this is really gone. He's ground his bike gears. Am I right? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Can we make this funny, guys? <laughs> Food habits beef from B via Beef Brothers Podcast at Gmail. These all real. Get in touch. What's that? Are these real? These yeah, things these are all real. Yeah, yeah. Real. yeah. <laughs> I was half joking. Okay. These, <laughs> I was half joking. <laughs> do you have Do you have real listeners to this? <laughs> do people actually listen to this? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they pop it on, do some cleaning. They have a hell of a time. Hello, pappies and guest. I have a beef. So much beef. My housemate has some odd and frustrating food habits. The other day she cooked a mountain of rice just before she needed to leave. It was too hot to eat. So she put it in the freezer for a bit before eating a few mouthfuls. 
surely mouthsful, no? No. And abandoning the rest of the uncovered bowl in the fridge for days before throwing it away untouched. Just rice. Just a big, just make a big bowl of just plain rice. Anyway. It's really hard to judge rice, isn't it, though? Yeah, you always make you you always make way too much. It's yeah, really yeah. hard to know. That's true. Um, so, but at the same time, it's not the sort of thing I'd put on if I knew I was just about to go out either. Yeah. No, because it always takes slightly longer than you expect it to. It is. But it, anyway, it's is strange. that is that is no, that her beef? More. Uh, okay. She's also taken to trying new recipes online. All well and good, but she never checks how many portions the recipe is for and recently ended up making a be- uh, a Mexican beef dish for eight that she didn't even like straight to the fridge it Aww. goes it, it goes to smell take up space and eventually be thrown away what? Mexican beef dish sounds like a generic title that you'd get on like a bad takeaway menu <laughs> like, I'll, I'll have the Mexican beef dish please yeah. okay I mean we don't get many of those ordered <laughs> the kind of place that does like like it's got like a really massive menu and does like yeah, loads yeah. of different cuisines does pizza, around the world. Yeah. It also does a carbonara. It does a Mexican beef dish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're trying to identify. Well, what what's what's the one good genre of food going to be here? And it's not. It's not going to be Mexican beef dish. I'll tell you that much. Uh, anyway, why don't you cook together? I hear you cry. I'm an annoying vegan. Sorry. No need to apologise. How can I stop her from using the fridge as a sort of food purgatory before inevitably chucking it in the bin? Crosby, I know how you feel about food waste, so I'm sorry if this has been an uncomfortable read. B, front letters only. Okay, B. Right. I, well, firstly, I think the thing, that's, the thing that leaps out at me there is uh, B said, I'm an annoying vegan, so I can't cook with other people. I think that in this day and age is a mad philosophy to have because vegan food has never been better. If you live in London. In 22. No, but I'm talking about making it yourself. Like vegan recipes are out there. Okay. Make, yeah. making, it, making it itself. It's never been better uh, than, than, than nowadays. So you can cook. Uh, you know, if, if she's cooking meals no, but- that she's ending up not even enjoying or a big bowl of, 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 of plain rice, then you can make something <laughs> Which, nicer than that to be that fair, both of you can eat. Th- that is vegan, right? No, but... It is vegan. So, hang yeah. on. So, are you saying to B, you you do all of your flatmates' cooking? No, 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 not her. at all. I'm saying if you want to... She's saying, why don't you cook together? I'm an annoying vegan. But... No, but that's it, not B's... Like, the housemate's making Mexican beef dish. Like yes. you can't imp- you can't impose a vegan diet onto your house. No, no, no. I'm not saying that to I'm, eat together. I'm not saying that. But I, what I am saying is that some of the meals you could cook together. You know, you know I'm not saying you should make this person a vegan. Mm. I'm just I mean, saying if, some- if I'm if I'm sharing a house with a vegan, and they pipe up, let's share our meals. I'm going. Nah, bruv. Nah, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> They've made, I've made this Mexican dish. There's no beef in it, but it is a Mexican dish. And I know you enjoy a Mexican dish. I've made this. Would you like some? It's a different thing, isn't it? Surely. You could normally as well just add, you could just add like some chicken afterwards. Exactly. There if, you go. Yeah. If you ask a vegan I'm shaking his head on your Nelly. The thing that concerned the thing that intrigued me was i know that you're not meant to put hot food in the fridge because it lowers the temperature 
right? And it's like yeah. really bad for all the food inside the fridge, isn't it? Right. And bad yes. for the planet. So I don't know if you're meant to not put hot things in the freezer. I assume it's going to like heat up your entire freezer and everything will go off or uh, Yeah. I think putting a I think putting a freshly cooked bowl of rice into the freezer is bad for a number of reasons. That's that's the <laughs> that's bad. the main thing that worries me about all of this. Also, putting putting hot like a hot sauce in the the fridge or freezer will make it go sour as well. It's not it's it's bad for the taste. It's bad for the flavor. Changes the makeup of the food, right? It's a mess. So what's the what's the what's the what's the solution? I mean, if it's right, if 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 it's if if a bee's problem is food waste, then that's one thing. If their problem is just that they don't like. The fact that they're they they eat in a weird way, you kind of have to go just yeah. let them deal with it. If you're a vegan and you're cooking your own meals and you're and you're you know using the right amount of food and cooking nice things and eating them, that's fine. I appreciate the the problem is it's the it's the smelly fridge, isn't it? It's the stuff that's yeah. I share a fridge with a vegan, so it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> I mean, what's like? It's difficult. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? You know? Is it separate shelves? Is it? You know? Yeah, you're right. There's, there's is kind of like, to me. There's, there's three things. There's three areas. There's the putting hot things in a fridge or freezer, which is the first problem. The second yeah. problem is her not uh, being able to work out portions and food waste. And the third problem is sharing a fridge with a with someone who has different dietary requirements to you. I've got a solution to number two, I think, which okay. is buy smaller pots and pans. Yeah, you know those, you know, like those little egg frying pans that you can get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remove your frying pan, replace it with a little egg frying pan. Get one of those proper little saucepans, you know, that are just <laughs> like the sauce, yeah. you know, yeah, saucepans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like and have I that. said toothpaste earlier. Similar vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Welsh. It's a uh, yeah, Welsh thing. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, That's it's what I was thinking. As in saucepan vach, saucepan vach. Exactly. Saucepan vach. Sorry to so. alienate everyone who is English. <laughs> um, so replace those yeah. with the, your really small kind of ones. You know the, the ones that you get where they just do a little sauce in the in the restaurant. So yeah. everything like gets smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah. then you're going to be able to control the portion size that's going on. You can only on. cook one grade of rice at a time. <laughs> and Maybe actually, it's her eyes. <laughs> actually, Maybe she needs sm- glasses. Yeah, and with a smaller fridge and freezer, she's not going to be able to fit in big bowls of rice either. So I think downscaling might be the answer here. Move like yourselves in, into like a caravan. Like in the Twits. <laughs> yeah, or like you know, moving to a caravan or something, and then she's not going to be able to go mad. You can't, you can't go mad in a caravan. It's, it's. I've tried. It's cook, <laughs> I've, no, I've tried to cook too much food in a caravan, and you can't. It's just that there are. You haven't got the facilities for it. You've normally you know? got either one or two hobs. You can cook really one lucky. fray bentos. Yeah, one tin of, of of like potatoes. You know, and a fray bentos. That's about it, mate. Yeah, yeah, and there's, yeah. there isn't a freezer, you know. There's a little fridge. It's running off the battery. Scale it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scale it down. Scale it down. I like I, that. I think scale it down is really good. So that actually does that solves. Hold on, hold on. And also, if she's running late, that that <laughs> moving my to housemate, my housemate cooks too much food. The solution is move to a caravan. 
That can't be right, yeah. can it? And yes. also, cause if she's if she's made this big bowl of rice and she's running late, you could just drive her in the caravan. If it's not a static caravan, then yeah. <laughs> like it, it gives her time to eat it on the go, doesn't it? People who live in a caravan very rarely late. Yeah. Get in Always. a convoy with all the bikes, True. taking this guy to work. Uh, have a breakfast. <laughs> have a lovely right. ricey breakfast. Be solved. Right, here we go. One more. Let's get it done. And this yeah, one, come on. this rattle one through well. it. Let's come on, rattle, rattle, rattle come on. Beef. Um, so this one, I think, this is this is an, an age-old debate. This is from Ian via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Afternoon to you all. I have a beef with my wife. Now I don't want to divorce her, but I will if you cannot find a solution which involves her remaining in the house. Oh boy, big. Big swing yeah. early doors from Ian yeah. here. This beef has escalated recently when I delved into it and though the, and thought the best medicine is to talk. Glad I did because it meant I can't resolve this on my own now. It's gone too far. But basically, my partner puts a new roll of toilet paper with the flap at the back so you can't quite get to it or roll it out easily. I, on the other hand, do it the proper way with the rolls uh, flap rolling outwards. Hopefully this makes sense. I'm very anal about this and I've tried using the paper the other, her, way, but it's not right, it's just not. So I started asking about a year ago nicely to put the flap towards the front when putting a new roll on the holder. Then I let, let a couple slip through the net and then just turn them myself like a good husband. And then Is that a euphemism? <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just gonna go and let a couple slip through the net. Let a couple slip through the nets. <laughs> It's a great thing about um, wearing okay. fish ne- fishnets. You don't have to take them down when you go for a fish. <laughs> oh, dear. Like a, what an image. Like, like those good... Play-Doh machines. <laughs> oh, man. God, Lord above. What? A, oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? What? That's, oh, one, that's one new catchphrase. That it's good, though. Oh, I like what? it. Oh, oh, what? Oh, what? <clears throat> right, recently I thought, uh, while turning the roll again, She's, she's doing this on purpose because statistically she would get it right if not 50%, at least 70%, um, if not 50%, at least 70% of the time, surely. Uh, I mentioned this and she says she doesn't think about it when she puts it on, but she must be. What's my next step to get the fucking flap pointing forwards, Tar Ian? Right. First of all, Katie, is this something that bothers you? Yeah, I mean, it just does. I've done it. I've done it kind of by accident or if I was in a hurry or yep. I, if I thought that'll do because I know I'm coming back here to this room <laughs> I'll do it next time it's unfinished business I, yeah I, I, yeah I mean I guess I, I'm interested what I'm really curious about is really if she's doing it on purpose or not and if she is then why and if it's to annoy him or I'd love to know what her and if it's if it's because she prefers it i'd love to know what like what her justification is because it it doesn't make sense in terms of the physics of pulling it backwards so i'm i've all my questions are for her and she's not here to answer them (laughs) in fact nor is ian so you're gonna we're gonna have to just kind of ponder these ourselves it's it's quite a it feels like the sort of thing you get in kind of like comedy movies where uh, a couple don't really like each other, so they do little things. Right. You know, you see them doing little things to annoying each other. It's like a little quirk you see yeah. quite a lot. Um, but do you think this is what's going on here with with uh, with Ian's partner that she's she's kind of 
moving it around the other way or deliberately putting it on the other way and then going <laughs> what did he say he said something didn't he like he suspects that she's doing it deliberately yeah. he said recently i thought while turning the role again she's doing this on purpose because statistically she would get it right if not 50 at least 70 percent of the time surely i mentioned this and she says she doesn't think about it when she puts it on but she must be i'm See? i'm gonna come out in favor of this uh, person who is not thinking about it. I've ne- I don't think I, I would go on record and say I don't think I've ever thought about it that's interesting and, and I think mm. physically her muscle memory will probably mean she puts it on one way more than the other way but I don't think there is any decision making going on in it and I think it, I think maybe the way she goes hand into the packet out think that that it's probably always going the wrong way for him yeah but I don't think it's on any level a choice. And also, I think it's an absence of thought that she's not even thinking. And, and honestly, this guy needs to get over this or there's a second option for him. But it is not, it is never difficult to get to the end of a piece of Lou roll. You just spin at the front until you get to the bottom but bit. I, like, I think you would always turn it around if you're someone who thinks about it getting it the right way before you put it on if when you discover one the wrong way you do just change it i think but if you don't think about it so i would i would say his option i would say why not have two oh no that doesn't quite work i was gonna say two toilet roll holders (laughs) one on either either side of the toilet if you can do one that's his you know my wife and i we have we have a duvet each it's or go through with felt-tip pen and mark the right side in every single roll and then put them yeah, out, I, and then say, and then put up a, a sign. Arrow with a sharpie, yeah, put yeah. up a sign, and like put up a key that says this this dot equals face out. Yeah, that I like that because that's the onus on him to do that because it's clearly something that bothers him, doesn't affect her. So I don't think she should have to change her system too much. Yeah, or because be the guy who just does needs it. To, just be the guy who does. Just make that one of what, your jobs. What in the I house. love about this is the kind of that it's it's the gender reversal of it. I really love that the kind of gendered cliches that a woman would care about this more than a man, and I love that it's the other way round. This is really bothering Ian. I we only have like we've got we've got three loos in the house. Hello. Wow. Only one of them. Lula la, if you will, please. <laughs> oh, um, oh, right, triple bugs. <laughs> for my three arseholes. <laughs> Me and the two of you. Um, uh, the, 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 I like that. I like that kind of humour. Yeah, oh, thank good you. Stuff. Thanks very that's much. Good stuff. We finally, um, we finally got there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it took us ten years, boys. Ten long years, but we've tickled Katie Wicks. I've sat at the front row done. of your seat, stony-faced for ten years, <laughs> and you've cracked. You finally cracked me up. We said we'd crack her. We'd get there in the end. <laughs> Took a while. We wore her down. Just a decade of work. But um, I never. But we're all going quant- to quantum. Right. quantum <laughs> we're all going to quantum leap out of our bodies now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Where are you going to go? To a wet market. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to quantum leap into Tom Hanks's body. We'll see you soon. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, uh, uh, but in, we've only got oh a toilet God. roll holder in one of those toilets, and what? 
it doesn't matter. We keep the toilet on the we keep the toilet on the cistern, the toilet roll on the, on the cistern, and it's fine. Doesn't make well, a difference if you've got a cistern. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, he's got three. Got yeah. I think that's. I think it's absolutely. That's absolutely what I fine. hate when you when Get you stay toilet, somewhere oh, and the toilet is placed behind you. So you. I mean, this is more for women when you're sitting down. So you have to do this. You have to do this oh. to get it. I really hate that. That yeah. is why I I always go, I always face the wall. Ah, uh, like a cool teacher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can prop a you can prop a book on the cistern. Yeah, exactly. You can read a magazine yeah. or whatever while yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. it's just go the, go the other way. Actually, it's quite it's quite um, invigorating. We did it. We because the did... flush comes right down the middle. Oh, it's, it's that works well, like a B day as well, isn't it? But for you, so you do that drunk. like on what yeah. I yeah. like to you at the end. <laughs> <to> the flush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and do you pretend? Do you say it was true? A true true. Poo, yeah. And then press it. Was, was it a true poo? <laughs> it was a true. poo. Poo. Yes, or, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. He really did do a poo. Or, or is it like the voice? He flushed and he turned round. He turned himself around. <laughs> would, would, would I lie to poo? Should, should we pitch or would I lie to poo? So you've got David Mitchell and, and, and Lee Mack and Rob Brydon. They're all sat on laves. We don't know. We don't know which one of them is shitting at the time because the, 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 the box is behind desks. So is it like a close-up on all their faces like to see yeah. who who is doing which it? One? And, and they tell a story at the same time. Uh, only one of these going. comedians is shitting. Yeah. <laughs> they have to tell their story. <laughs> oh, my oh God. That's not a bad idea for a show, actually. That is good. We, should we, should yeah. we go to Dave? Definitely watch that. It's got a Dave vibe, UK TV vibe. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah. Definitely. It's definitely. I mean, that, that's the thing because they're always looking. You know, like in the way that Cats does Countdown. It's like it took the old format of eight out of ten Cats and you know, and, and Countdown spun it on its head. This is, you know, it's two things that the nation loves: wilty and shitting. We've combined two things that people are just people are into them, right? They're yeah. very, very popular. Yeah, this is good. This should, we, this, this could be the making yeah, of us. Yeah, you get some top names. Um, talking about the the toilet roll being behind you, the yeah. I was we did a gig in, um, in 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 Ireland. I think it was I think it was in uh, in Limerick, and I was we were in I was in the loo after the gig, and I looked to both sides of me and behind me, and I couldn't see the toilet roll, and I, it was it was beyond the you know like it wasn't like I could change loos, couldn't see the toilet roll, so I sort of rifled through my pockets, and I found. Uh, a receipt was all I had and so I had to do the business with a receipt and then uh, as I was sort of trying to flush away the receipt I um I I saw the toilet roll it was just there (laughs) I don't know why I missed it it was just on one of the walls it was a little bit higher maybe than you would normally put it it wasn't eye level but I just sort of I'd looked kind of like from to both sides and behind me and gone well only one thing for it. I'm going to have to wipe my ass on a receipt. And it, was, it was awful. It was really painful and scratchy that's and like, awful. That's like a Greek tale. It's like epic. <laughs> and it's really, like, like a... feels really fundamental to it, yeah. being a human. Pulises. It it. <laughs> if I really felt like I learned a lesson, like you do when you, when you hear a Greek tale. It was like, slow yeah. down, take your time, really be present, really look. Mm. It'd make for a really good school assembly, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's so school assembly. 
You're so right. It, it reeks of Mr. Crosby's forgot to prepare an assembly. So he's telling right. us the story of his poo at the weekend. You can see, like, the kids would love it, and then the teachers would yeah, be the like, teacher guy, Cros- Crosby's really phoned that in. Yeah. <laughs> Rifling through That's his so pockets for an aid memoir. We, so many of our assemblies were, were, at, were things like... This is what happened to Icarus. That is actually what our assemblies were like. Yeah. I, yeah. I really want to make a documentary about um, primary school assemblies. Oh, yeah. And like you, you spend time with different headmasters or headmistresses, and then you film a bunch of their assemblies, and they you get them talking about their assemblies. Because, I mean, like, especially at primary school level, those head teachers have a captive audience. They have carte blanche on what they want to do. A lot of them will play the guitar because they play the guitar and they want to sing or they've got a song they want. Like, it, it's such a fascinating level of performance that goes on all the time. And if you're, yeah. like, especially at primary school level, I think it makes for a really good series. Yeah. It's a really good idea. It'd be cute. We had a we had a teacher who would yeah again he loved playing the guitar. One time he he played a song he'd written about how much he liked Elton John. Yeah, here you go. That's <laughs> and, that was a, and that wasn't primary school. That was secondary school. Oh. That was he, the head of sixth. Oh the head God. of sixth played a song that, about how much he enjoyed Elton John. It was a great song. I loved it. Yeah, he was selling I, CDs afterwards. I bought one. <laughs> <laughs> there was one um, comic relief day where we had to make a suggestion of what would be funny, and my suggestion was: I think it'd be funny if the if uh, all the teachers had to eat their lunch, sat cross-legged in the school hall like we did, and we and all the pupils got to sit up on the you know big tables and chairs. And in the assembly, the, the headmaster he he he, put, he picked my suggestion. And read it out and everyone sort of went, ha ha, that was funny. And he said, so this is what we're going to do. Katie and I are going to have lunch together um, at, at the big table. <laughs> and you're all going to watch and have your, just sit, you know, where you are. So it was really weird and embarrassing. So he made us have, he, me and Headmaster had this like romantic dinner for two though. on the stage. And I was like, maybe nine and I just had my normal like packed lunch and he had his meal, but he'd kind of put water in a carafe thing, carafe, is that what you say? Yeah. And had yeah. like pretended to pour me out wine. So he went and, on a date with you? Yeah, in front of the school. <laughs> That's basically what it was. He, instead of doing my suggestion, he went, so basically we'll have a date and everyone will watch. And it was, I felt so uncomfortable. And when he poured the water, I, I said, mm, I could get used to this. And I was like, <laughs> I just remember really clearly saying that, thinking that's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> it was so I, weird. I could get used to this. And you then were flirting was, with your teacher. Yeah, I was nine and it was creepy because the rest, until I left for big school, we just, we, it's like we had this secret when we looked at each other. It was really mad and intense. Oh, wow. How did that affect your relationship with the other kids in the school? The other sex, like, what you can say. I, yeah. I don't... <laughs> How was that formed? Yeah. I know everyone you've ever been to bed with has to wear a mortarboard from now on. I know the, but... Call me Mr. It Tom wasn't, It wasn't a posh enough school. And no one was wearing a mortarboard, believe me. Well, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like a posh enough school because you all sat, you had your lunch on the floor, sat cross-legged. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like it a, was like a just like a, bit, a tiny little primary school in South Wales. Um I don't know. I think I think some kids were a bit jealous. It was like, why have I been picked yeah. out to go on a date? Yeah. I could imagine that's what I was thinking. If it's a film, you could pan across a, a line of like other kind of nine-year-olds being like, that, that son of a 
Yeah. Like he's, but I also remember the vibe was nobody gave a shit as well. Like it was just like, yeah. okay, it's it's well, it's Red Nose Day, so I guess you know it's crazy. Whatever. <laughs> it's a crazy day. I could get used to this. Is incredible. <laughs> That's really unbelievable. Well, I could it? get used to this. Have you used that line since? Have you used that? Do you ever use not. that? I really Someone's, hope not. When someone's pouring you a pint at the bar, oh, I could get used to <laughs> this. Just saying it seriously. Can I uh, get you a drink? Mm, I could get used to this. <laughs> I'm going to start using that now. I'm definitely next time. Oh yeah, just pouring some orange juice in the morning. Mm, I could get used to this. <laughs> uh, uh, only one glass, though, Crosby. Else you'll be uh, weeing in one of your three toilets. Oh, yeah, I, I can't go for the hat trick. <laughs> Um, well, there you go. Is that is that beef salt? I mean, is it? I, I, I feel I feel like oh, we've, yeah, really, we've moved away from it now. We've, think, we could certainly get used yeah, to it. Buy beef, buy beef salt. That's our solution. To Listen, Ian, you can get used to this. So just get used to it. Yeah, mate. Just yeah if, he, if every time it happens, he thinks, hmm, I could get used to this. <laughs> I think it will be like it will feel like charming. Yeah, yeah. Totally. beef solved. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks. It's nice to see you. It's lovely oh, to see yeah. you as well. After all these do you want to just very quickly tell us about your <laughs> tell us about your book, uh, where people can oh, get it? Oh yeah. So I've written a book, and it it's out at the moment um, in hardback. You can get it in all the usual places. But the I've just finished doing the audiobooks. That'll be out soon, which is exciting. Um, and it's it's yeah, it's it's a memoir. It's called Delicacy, and. Uh, as you'd imagine, it's about my life. And, uh, you know, it's funny things alongside some quite kind of depressing things, but um, I've tried to make it funny, but you know, it's thoughtful and Does it it feature the story of you and the headmaster? No, it doesn't feature that. That's that's how good this book is, that that story was rejected. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine how good it is. Oh, how tantalizing. We got got a deleted scene from the book. I love it. Yeah. So good. Um, um, yeah. Well, f- yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You've been an absolute joy. It was lush. Thank you. From the sorting out your beans. So there we go. What a treat that was. Check out Katie Wicks' book. It's definitely going to be worth a read. Absolutely right. And if you enjoy Katie Wicks, then we have bon- a bonus beef with Katie on our Patreon. So an extra bonus beef that wasn't included in the episode. And that can be found at patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flatshare, along with all of our extra bonus beefs that we've done, all of our Flatshare lockdowns, all of our uh, love sex shagdowns, uh, loads of other stuff. <laughs> the jingle is a single from our from our uh, uh, Flatshare slam downs. There's loads of good stuff over on the Patreon. Over a hundred episodes that you get immediately as soon as you join. So well, well worth joining. There we go. Thanks for your ear canals. As always, today's episode was produced by Emma Corsham. Corsham. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye. Riff, 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 riff. Please be upstanding. Riff, riff, riff. For I'm the I'm a dog, and it's the Patreon neighbourhood watch. Rough call. <laughs> Twas a rough, rough night. Rough, rough. <laughs> <laughs> Ruff, 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 I'm a dog that is coming <laughs> apart at the seams because my owner is Leon Eames. Ruff, 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 
Ruff, ruff, ruff, ruff, ruff, ruff, ruff. I'm a dog and I'm always talking bobbins because my owner is Callum Robbins. Ruff, 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 too hard how hard i hear you ask well as hard as evie how hard very i sorry i got very confused there because you didn't tell me you were a dog do i have to be a dog i am a dog and I am a boy, a dog boy, dog boy, and my owner's Lee Conroy. Woof, 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 woof. I am a dog, and I'm also a boy. The other night I went to the pub and got drunk, and now let me just tell you, my head is sore, and my owner is Kevin Redshaw. Ruff, 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 a dog at all it makes me feel very forlorn just like Carus playing corn I am a dog and I am a boy that is plain for all to see take a look at my big dog dick my own his name is Mark BB I am a dog but I'm mostly a boy can you see from my massive nuts please look at my nuts and appreciate my nuts for they make me a boy I am a dog look at my dog dick it is slightly curly I am a dog I am a boy and my owner woof. is Robert Shirley. I'm not a dog, but I'll never tell you what I am. But I Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my massive dog dick. In fact, there's a lot of them. You could say they're similar to others, but don't worry about that now. Woof, woof, woof. Come on, come on, cow dog. You can do it. Come on, cow dog. Come on, look, cow good. dog. Look, search you for the hero dog. inside yourself. Look, come on, dog cow dick. dog. Look you how I wield. Uh, <laughs> you wield. <laughs> Who's that over there milking me? It's Matthew Passfield. Woof, 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 woof. Woof, 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 part dog, woof, woof, oh boy, and stare into my asshole, it'll give you the joy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
look at my dog dick and cause a palaver. My owner's name is Kieran Lava. Woof, 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 dog boy, dog boy, woof, woof, boy, dog boy, dog boy, dog boy. That's what they say when they see me running through a field of hay. They say, watch out, dog, don't scratch your dick, cause that hay is scratchy and that's the trick. You gotta tuck your dog dick into your asshole if you're running through a field of parsley. That's why I am always... <laughs> That's why that was advice was given to me by my owner, Simon Housley. Woof, 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 woof. I'm not a dog. <laughs> I apologize. Never explain. Never apologize. You are not. I'll tell you what, I'm also not. There's no fucking way. I'm a fucking pig. Look at my twirly dick. Cow dog. And, oh, hello. It's Becky Twig. Mostly dog and sometimes a cow. But can I be a boy? I'll find out how. I'm gonna run through this field with my big dog dick. I'm gonna stick it in my ass till it makes me sick. And then I'll run around and say, fuck you, old man. Old McDonald, stick your farm up your ass. I've got a new owner, he's the real man. <laughs> And his name's is James Peter I've got a dick, and listen yeah. to me. I painted it blue so that everyone can see. I'm a dog, I'm a dog, and I swirl it around. I'm a slap it on my belly, make a slap slap sound. Let me tell you about my balls. Let me tell you about my dick. Let me tell you. I, let me tell you what I, what happened when I went to Crufts. <laughs> <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you what happened when I went to Crufts. I showed them my dick. I said, is yeah. this enough? They said, it's way too much. The category <laughs> is most obedient, don't you see? And the first rule of being an obedient dog is you don't whip out your throbbing hog. So get out of here, you silly guy. Get out of here before you make an old woman cry. Get Get out of here, and I, I get out of here. You're uh, before I catch feelings. Get yes. out of here with your owner, Tim Seeley. Dog boy, I'm not a dog. Oh, look at me. I am so sad to not be a dog. Wandering around my field, I just want to come inside and be loved, but I find it too upsetting. All the people they slaughter and eat my family, it is so deathly. Please save me, Tracy Jeffrey. 
Woof, Only woof, joking, woof, I'm a dog. Woof, 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 that concludes woof. today's Patreon Neighborhood Watch Rough Call. <laughs> the musical is saved. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> we saved it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.